Welcome to an I Exist podcast. Our entire mission can be summed up in one phrase, becoming all that we are. It is our belief that fulfillment doesn't come from changing into things you aren't, but rather from becoming everything that you already are. And ultimately, we're here to press and empower you to lead lives that are full of fulfillment. We've dedicated this specific podcast to the dream, not to having the dream or even talking about the dream, but to living the dream. The reality is that there's a stark difference between having a dream and manifesting one. Here you'll gain insight and wisdom keys directly from some of the water walkers of our generation, dream practitioners, those who have decided to tread paths where there were none, to step out into only what they could see. Come take a peek into the minds of some who, from within, create our world's most magnificent realities. I'm the creator and host, Brian Farr, and this is the Living the Dream Podcast. All right, welcome to the 18th episode of Living the Dream, the podcast. I am your host, Brian Farr. I want to thank you if you are a regular listener for continuing to listen, for returning and listening to each podcast. If this is your first time listening, again, I want to welcome you and say I appreciate you for checking us out. Before we get started today, I just want to plug one thing. Some episodes ago, I was telling you all that I was going to make a coaching program available. And I want to let you know that it is available now at becomingallthatweare.com. If you go to the store or the coaching slash council page, you'll see the program available there. It's called the Start Fresh Program. I believe that now is such an opportune time for us as people to fall in line with the exact thing that we've been seeing happen in our world globally. We're seeing this on an economic level, an environmental level, and even a social level. We're seeing the world literally reboot itself right in front of our eyes. And rather than fight that wave of change, I believe we should actually ride that wave and also let this be a fresh start in our own lives. Everything is doing it around us. I believe this is the most opportune time to do the same, to get ourselves on track with the dream, to restart, refresh, reinvent in our families, personal lives, for our legacy, all of that. So what I want to do through the one-to-one coaching program I've called the Start Fresh program is to give you all the tools you need to begin to make a fresh start during this time to become pandemic proof as a person, again, as a family. It is a mentoring and educational concentrate. You won't find a better way to begin your fresh start. Again, it is a one-to-one coaching program where you'll be coached directly by me. I also have put a lot of information on the website. At the bottom of any page you go to, it'll say, why coaching? With the question mark, because it's literally asking the question. And on that page, you'll find the many reasons why one-to-one coaching or coaching in general is the appropriate answer for your fresh start. Go check it out even while you're listening so that you can begin your fresh start today. I've also included a quarantine conscious pandemic pricing for an entry-level coaching program. It's actually on sale now that is just as potent as every other option, just working within a smaller time frame. But believe me, it'll be well worth your time and your personal investment into yourself. Also, I want to say this too. Lastly, before we get started, that I've set up a program in which every time you dedicate investment monetarily 
through our website to yourself. I've started what's called the Give Back Program in which I'll take 15% of whatever investment that is and use it to give back to communities that need it just as an added bonus for you deciding to better yourself. All right, so again, go check that out and let's go ahead and jump straight into this conversation. So on last week, I talked with you all about how important production, productivity, or being fruitful is to your actual fulfillment. Being still or inactive is actually a detriment to your dream. And so again, as stated last week, it's very vital for you to understand that your productivity is essential in you beginning to live your dream. With that in mind, I wanted to talk to you about one of the largest hindrances to your productivity and therefore your ability to live the dream, and that is worry. If you ever needed fuel or a motivator to get you to begin to live the dream or to get you to continue to progress on the pathway in living your dream, worry is not the right motivator. And believe me, you can have motivators that are not the best for you, that are not the most healthy or long lasting. One of those would be fear. A fear of poverty, for instance, will get you moving and running in the right direction, sometimes towards financial freedom or success. Or here's another one, having a chip on your shoulder because of rejection or other people's disbelief in your dream and things like that. Wanting to prove everybody wrong is not the most healthy motivator, but it can get you moving up and running and can fuel you for a while. But again, these things are only temporary and oftentimes make you ineffective in the long run because of your intent. Once you've proved everybody wrong, you'll still end up unhappy, broken and lonely. Once you've realized financial freedom from running from poverty and you no longer have that as fuel because you've met a certain goal, maybe. And for some, the motivation, the ambition to continue to press and squeeze every bit of potential out of you can be gone with the absence of a fear that could only take you so far. But if we ever try to put worry in that place, worry won't work. Not as a motivator, not even as an unhealthy motivator. So let's talk about what worry is for a second. Now, I've already talked about fear and how unhealthy it is, even if you can get it to work for you towards your dream by fearing certain things that were already a negative outcome in your life. Even then, it will still not be the most healthy motivator. But what I didn't mention was that for most people, fear isn't even a unhealthy motivator pushing them towards their dream. It's actually what inhibits them. You know, fear of failure, so you don't even try. Fear of what others think. Fear of standing out. Fear of rejection. All of those fears and a lot more are normally what actually hold people back. So ultimately, it's a person, it's you, it's me, projecting a negative picture, sometimes without reason, onto the future that actually paralyzes us in our present and stops us from moving forward in a way in which will make us uncomfortable and essentially do all the things that we need to do to live the dream. What those fears create is anxiety. And what worry is, is the constant bombarding of those thoughts. It's a barrage of negative thoughts, thoughts of negative outcomes attacking our mind that we created. It's tormenting ourselves, again, with the constant 
negative outcomes in the form of visual thoughts many times that keep us from moving in the right direction. So hopefully it's clear to see by definition alone why worry will not work as a motivator. It is the exact opposite antithesis of any motivation that could lead you to begin to live your dream. And I'll say this for the very few of you who would argue that your worry could be formed from the type of fear that would push you in the right direction or that would ask the question, what if your fear of the right things formulated worry in you, such as fearing poverty or fearing regret? I will say that as long as you're in a state of worrying, you are inactive. Worrying brings on a state in which you're so bombarded with the thoughts of negative outcomes that even if the fear could drive you temporarily in the right direction, when it gets to the point of it just being a worry, that activity alone, worrying, is such a draining activity in and of itself and is so filled with fear that that would get you to the point of inactivity. And again, that's just for the two or three of you that may ever ask that question. And I want to say this too, because I want to clarify how unhealthy even fear is as a motivator. And I only say this because I keep bringing up the fear of poverty. And this is another reason why I say it could only take you so far. If you fear poverty while you're broke because of some bad experience that you had while being there, and that pushes you into doing certain things. And again, this could already go bad right there because With a fear of poverty, you could do things that aren't even healthy for you in order to get money and that won't last long. But that's just one negative. But let's say you get some money and let's say you get it in a healthy way, in terms of a legal way. What the fear of poverty can do then is also paralyze you to a certain degree, depending on the level of fear and how balanced you are as a person concerning other attributes of your character or personality. Fear could then become the very thing that causes you to hoard, to become greedy, and a number of other things, again, that will only make your efforts in getting out of what some may call poverty not worth it in the end because the money still didn't solve your actual problem of fear. So I want to say that to be clear about how that's even still a negative motivator. So regardless of whether or not fear could push you to a place that outwardly seemed more successful, you will want to get rid of that fear. And again, worrying will not get you there. I'll repeat this one more time. Worrying is a draining activity that leaves you at a standstill and inactive while you are tormenting yourself with a barrage of negative outcomes, negative thoughts. So let me put it to you this way. Since we've been keeping with agricultural themes throughout this first season of Living the Dream, the podcast, such as bearing fruit or being fruitful, producing fruit, you'll hear that a lot and themes like that, those words specifically throughout a few of the episodes. I'll go with this example. Let's say you had a small garden and you wanted to hire somebody to till, plant, water, overall, grow maintain and keep whatever items were in that garden to take care of it. And let's say in the whole town or city that you were living in, there were only three farmers that you could choose from that were left who could tend to your garden. And those three workers were, and I know this is going to sound silly to some of you, I get it, but I just want to use this for an example to get my point across. They were Mr. Doubt, 
Mr. Fear and Mr. Worry. If all you were concerned about was production, right? Getting the work done, not whether they were in a healthy place while they were working or internally fulfilled or had the right motives or intentions or anything like that. I believe that you could get some work done with Mr. Doubt. There's plenty of times where all of us at some point have a little bit of doubt about what it is we're doing, who we are, why we're doing it, things like that. But you can normally press through and work anyway. There's a lot of you who go to jobs doubting that you'll ever get a promotion or a raise or recognition. And that's not just on the job. Some of you, that's with your family life when taking care of kids or feeling smaller than what you are for the work that you do that you feel may not be that significant. So even with the doubt of the recognition or the appreciation or sometimes progress, you still find a way to continue to work, even with that doubt. I'll move on to Mr. Fear. Again, depending on how serious your fear is, how anxious you've become and what you fear, most of us in a lot of scenarios, especially when we feel forced or obligated, can feel fear and still work. Actually, at this point, I've heard a lot of people actually ascribe to the idea that courage has nothing to do with the absence of fear, but rather the ability to be afraid and do what you need to do anyway. So if you're a person who believes that also, you know that Mr. Fear, although scared, could probably still get the work done. Again, depending on what he feared and how serious it was. I know this is corny, but just let me get through it. Although every one of them is a bad choice, if you ask me. All three of them, in my opinion, will not yield the best results. But Mr. Worry should probably not even be considered as an option. You really only have two. And I'll tell you why. Because worry doesn't work. Worry is too bombarded in his mind about what others think about him. Worry is always waiting for the opportune time. And then when the opportune time shows up, it's too worried to do anything about it. Worry torments itself with every excuse known to man to keep itself still and not progressing or working. There's a reason why we aren't supposed to worry about tomorrow. And that's because if we're worried about tomorrow, we won't do what we need to today. And that will always sabotage tomorrow. And let's be a little bit more clear about that one aspect of Mr. Worry. Let's say you personally were afraid to use the money that you're getting from your job on a weekly basis to start a business, which is what you really want to do. But because you're worried about not being able to pay the bills that you've incurred, you never do it. And you're waiting for an opportune time in the future when you come across some money or something happens that will allow you to have enough to invest and live. Well, let's say you get contacted by the IRS and they say to you that for whatever reason, you've been overtaxed for the last four years and you receive a lump sum of money much larger than you thought this year. The problem is that the same worry that would not allow you to figure out a way to either put something aside or be bold enough to make an investment out of what you've been getting the entire time before the tax increase happened is going to be the same worry and is the same worry that talks you out of taking that lump sum and investing it into the business that you've always wanted to start, even though 
you have clearly no excuse except whichever ones you're creating in the form of negative outcomes on your future if you do not hold on to that money and use it for more quote unquote reasonable or sensible things. Mr. Worry is paralyzed from taking any abnormal risks. Mr. Worry is so concerned about failure that he would rather stay idle than to make any progress. And while we're on the subject, that's the problem with Mr. Worry when it comes down to the idea of saving something for a rainy day. Mr. Worry is so bogged down with things like the fear of failure and fear of it not being the right time and fear of the future that Mr. Worry does not invest today in order to protect himself for the rainy day. So by the time the rainy day gets there, Mr. Worry is underprepared or unprepared because of a lack of action due to the propensity to worry. So I don't want to bore you with any more examples of Mr. Worry, but I hope it's clear to you why he should not even be a choice when it comes down to your garden. Because worry does not work. And without work, without productivity, without production, there is no living your dream. There is no fulfillment. There is no fruitfulness. Worry cannot assist you in growing your garden of fulfillment. It cannot assist you in building your dream. Worry does not work. It prevents you from doing everything you need to do, from building what you need to build, from starting to invest. There's never a right time for worry. There's never a right season. Worry spends all of its time sitting around hoping and praying for things that you can solve. But I love what a guy by the name of Grant Cardone said, and I think this was not too long ago, but he said that most people spend a lot of time praying for things that they want and things like that. But as a show of his faith, he said his actions are his prayers. And I thought that's a very revelatory thing to say. And I don't know any other way to get rid of worry than to build your faith. And to do that, you need to get knowledgeable about who you are, about your source. You need to get yourself healthy, spiritually knowledgeable concerning all of that. You can be built up by others in terms of their testimony or their experience, their journey, their knowledge can build your faith. Hearing about what they were able to overcome, how they did it. The great lengths they had to go and the large barriers that they had to overcome and had the power to do so the entire time. That in and of itself can build your faith because if they can, you can. Thirdly, I would say your action will build your faith. And this goes back to what I believe Grant was saying. I can tell you that one way that I've been able to become confident enough to believe in myself, no matter who does or who doesn't close to me or not is by pure trial and error. Here's what I mean by that. I was defiant enough to test out what somebody said I could not be. So when somebody told me I would be nothing without them or that I'm lesser by myself, that I was nowhere on the totem pole or on the social ladder, which I have been told those things, I was too much of a rebel to just believe that. I had to go taste. I had to go see for myself. And what I discovered along the way of me taking sometimes dramatic or massive action was that they were wrong. And that built up the confidence in myself over time to not worry about certain things. Always knew I'd be taken care of because I always was. No matter how much I was broke, 
and I could go into a whole story, but you should honestly just go get my book and read a lot of it. It's called A New Home, and it's also on the website, becomingallthatweare.com. But through specific actions that I would take in spite of what my world was telling me around me, I was able to kill off certain fears and ideas that would normally keep a person idle. So I say all that to you to say, get rid of the worry. Worrying about tomorrow, especially in these times, will not solve anything. The more you are sitting things aside and becoming idle and waiting around and not taking action, the more you are missing out on a very opportune time to build yourself, your family, your legacy, to build your dream, to begin to live your dream. You're missing out on the opportunity to live your dream by worrying about tomorrow. And this is not the time to worry about tomorrow. This is the time for massive movement, for massive action. Take the steps that you need to, to begin to live your dream today. I took all that time to say that, but I mean it. Don't let worry kill your today in excuse of protecting your tomorrow. Again, let's go back to the idea of saving for a rainy day. Invest for tomorrow. Don't stand idle today for tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, you won't have what you need because you didn't use what you had today in order to build your tomorrow. Your tomorrow is only built by the action you're willing to take today. Tomorrow does not exist without the action that you're willing to take today. You need to remember that. Tomorrow does not exist without the action you're willing to take today. Whatever you build today is what's going to exist tomorrow. Don't let worry rob you of the tomorrow you want to see, of your dream by being too cautious, by being idle today. It's robbing you of your future. I wanted to tell you that. So as always, it's my desire through this that your way be made prosperous. And until next time.